Hello, welcome to Chapter 3 Podcast, the show for readers of science fiction, fantasy, and romance. This is Season 2, Episode 26. Today, me and Izzy are here to talk about the new Vampire Academy show on Peacock and also talk about the first book in the series, which we read for this, so we're going to... It's going to be a good time. Um, so for those who aren't familiar, <laughs> the original, the first Vampire Academy book came out back in 2009, if I'm not mistaken. Seven. 2007. 2007. 2007. Okay, 2007. wow. Okay. So yeah, two, that sounds about right. So it came back out back in 2007. There was a movie that nobody really liked very much. And now Peacock has picked it up to turn into a television series. And the first four episodes are currently out as we are recording this yes so uh yeah i think there it's really interesting i feel like there's a lot to talk about and i'm excited there about is. it yeah uh, i agree so i had thought and the, and i didn't tell you this earlier because i was waiting but um i had thought that i had never read any of the vampire academy books uh -huh. But when I started reading it, I realized, oh, no, I did read the first one. I just never kept going with the series. I also read the first one and never continued the series. I did read it in, like, 2011. Mm -hmm. So I didn't remember it. <laughs> I, I was, was like, surprised at how huh. much I remembered. Because I read – I think what happened was I picked up the spinoff series first. And okay. I really liked it a lot. And then I was like, well, let me try <laughs> – the earlier series and i was like mm, no because the spinoff the characters are older it i think holds up a little bit better um you know it's hard i, I we have learned this lesson it is hard to go back and read things like pre-2010 yeah like there are certain things i can revisit like historical romances and older romance books and like it's fine because like i can view them as a point in time mm-hmm why AI struggle to view as like a point in time thing though, in the mm -hmm. same way, if that makes sense. <clears throat> well, I do sure. think it's, it's interesting to contrast because I think occasionally you do get books that hold up well. And it's what's so interesting to me is that a book that came out right around the same time as the first mm -hmm. Vampire Academy book that does hold up is Graceling by Kristen Kishore, which I did just read for this the first true. time. And it's great. And it's interesting that they came out at the same time, but were so different in terms of longevity, I guess. I mean, people still like the Vampire Academy series. They do really oh, people well. People are people love it. Massive fans of yes. the series. I yeah. of course after we watched the show, like had to go read people's like opinions on the show. <laughs> um, but I just think it's interesting because like I'm like trying to think of what other 2007 YA fiction specifically mm -hmm. in that in that age group I think holds up and I'm like I don't know of a lot but you are right Graceling is one yeah and that's like weird to think about sometimes like does you know YA also like very much you know rides waves of trends so like when yeah. the YA vampire trend happens again well it kind of already did but it you know what I'm saying yeah <laughs> but like if it happened again like I could see this book also being popular still Oh, for sure. Well, and I think that I get why it's so popular because it's pretty easy to read. I think there's a lot of drama. It's it's a fun world. But oh my God, like reading it as a woman in my mid 30s, like I could yeah. not. Yes. I could not with Rose and Dimitri. I was so uncomfortable. I was so uncomfortable. And so the first time I read it, I was in my early 20s. 
So I didn't, I, I wasn't as quick to identify or as well versed slash was still dealing with the things of being like hit on by men. Cause I thought I was 18 still. And right. those sort of gross things, you know what I mean? Where you're like, that's weird that you're yeah. like only interested because you think I'm 18, not mm-hmm. that I'm 21. Yeah. Um, like I hadn't like unpacked that in my life yet. <laughs> mm-hmm. Whereas now in my thirties, married for, you know, 12 years and things like that. I'm like, Oh yeah. Oh, this is, this is gross. Yeah. And it's not the same as like, it doesn't gross me out as much when it's like a vampire that was frozen at that age. Like, and same. An old, same. And sense. some people are more creeped out by that, but I'm just like, maybe their brain was just frozen. I feel like their age. brain is frozen at the age they're turning. <laughs> <laughs> That's my excuse. But like, yeah. I don't know. I, it's just like, I was like, this is uncomfortable. Yeah. I was like, she I is a minor. He's 20, I guys. He's 25. Like, it's I a had guys big that were age 25 gap. hitting on me when I was Yeah. Like, no, I mean, 16, I, I did too. Like, and it's disturbing. Like, like, yeah, and as you – like, when you're that age, you're like, oh, cool. And then now I'm like, no, no, red flag. Yeah. Well, I think that's what is so harmful about it is that for when you're the, – the person who is younger, mm-hmm. you take it as, oh, I must be so mature and so mm-hmm. great that they would like me. But then from the other side, you realize, no, they're just being predators and they're feeding yeah. you that line so that you don't realize what they're mm-hmm. really doing. And – there, yeah, it is so bizarre to me mm-hmm. because I think once I was on the other side of it, I was like, I don't understand. There's no way I would ever have been interested in somebody I that much younger or somebody can't still even in high school. Dating a guy who was like 20. Like, I don't, oh, God, I don't no. like, I don't know how. No. I don't, so I don't understand how men would want to I, date a girl that's 20 in our age. I, I don't, it boggles my mind. <laughs> I don't understand it either. I kind of feel like you must just want somebody who's easy to control and manipulate because they don't Mm -hmm. have a lot of life experience. That's what I – and I have literally heard men say that. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I'm like – I just – I feel like there's something (laughs) – like, I I think there are – Maybe occasionally one-off situations where there's a big age gap and the people genuinely just fall for each other and somehow it works. Like maybe yeah. every once in a while, may, not when they're a minor. Like that's not no. Yeah. But like, well, I always like, um, my rule of thumb is once you're over the age of like mid thirties, like once mm-hmm. you get into that range, if it's an older age gap like that and like somebody's in their forties, I think you have more in common at that point in life yeah. than you do when you're in your twenties and someone's in their forties. It's so or they're different. in their 30s. you know what I mean, like. I, and it's weird to say, like, I know people that are younger are probably like, no, that, and it's like, no, like, so much changes in your mm-hmm. 30s. Yeah. But like I said, I can I can see the the age gap working more like a 35-year-old and a 50-year-old even. Like, you're just in similar spots more likely than you are at 20 or yeah. 22 or 16 and 25. Oh, my God. Which is what we have in Vampire Cat. And all of this reminds me of, have you seen the things lately about Leonardo DiCaprio? Yes. And how he has never dated a woman over 25. He's Except on for right now. now. Except for right now. He's dating one person who's like 27. Oh. Is he, I don't. Breaking somebody, the trends. Uh, I think it's a Did PR he do it because people made such a thing of it? Mm-hmm. I think so. <laughs> but yeah, agreed. It's, it's weird. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. I That yeah. threw me so hard because I do, did not remember their age gap when I read it the first time. Yeah. I, I think... 
I remember just not really liking this the first time I read it. I think I found the characters a little immature and just wasn't as into it as I was the spinoff series. But this time around reading it, I was cringing so much at all of the interactions they have that are supposed to be like romantic or hot. And I'm like, uh, oh, no. Oh, no. On top of the intense intense i'm not like other girls pick me energy in this book <laughs> oh, i was just yeah. like this is unco- I'm, I'm uncomfortable it's a lot it is a lot um I... yeah well <laughs> and much. i think the thing that i like maybe the most about the book and i think has been translated really well to the show mm-hmm. better personally yeah. which we're going to talk about the show uh but i think one thing people a lot of people like about it is the friendship between Rose and Lissa, which I agree. I like to see strong female friendship. I think they're doing a better job with their friendship in the show than they did in the book. Because some of the nastiness that happens in the book that I think would really devastate a friendship isn't happening in the show. Agreed. Agreed. And I think the first book, like, I don't know about you, but like reading the first book, I was like, I thought more would happen. Yeah. Not much happens. No, it's kind of a quiet story in a weird way. I feel like, like it's mostly quiet. just mean girl drama. I mean, that's mm-hmm. kind of what it feels like. I don't know. And I, because I never continued with the series, I'm curious how many of the bigger plot points um, in the show show up later in the book series, because the show is quite different from book one. So what I was reading is that basically the first, the episodes we just watched are like books one through four, uh, three. Oh. At the very least. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so they're really... Like, they have literally pulled, like, the threads. Um, I think what they're doing is they're taking, like, the overarching story and, like, pulling it into season one as much as they can. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. Well, and I think... So, I, I mean, clearly, like, I think both of us enjoyed the show a lot more. <laughs> a yeah. Lot more oh, yeah. The book. And it's, it's interesting. I like the changes they seem to be making. I... There seems to be a lot of con. I haven't looked too hard at pe- what people are saying, mm-hmm. so I feel like it's just going to make me mad. But I like I know some people are really upset about the casting. Of course, always because anytime we get diversity in casting, people like to be in their feelings about it. I love the casting. I think it's I excellent. Think they did a really good job. I agree. Um, when I looked at the casting for the movie, like I saw some clips of Dimitri in the movie, I was like, he's creepy. <laughs> I agreed. I feel like at least in the show, I can pretend like, well, he is attractive. (laughs) Well, the other good thing is apparently the showrunner said that for the show, they aged her up. She's 18. Okay. I thought she was, but I wasn't sure. Yeah, no, they, they, the showrunner specifically said they didn't want to depict a relationship between an adult and a minor. So Mm -hmm. in the show, she is 18. um, Well, that also makes sense of how explicit the show is. I did not expect... I don't know about you, but I did not expect Bridgerton Butt, like, first episode. Well, and I think that really gives us a hint at what to expect going forward. It's like, oh, "Oh, that's what the show is. Okay. Like, I was expecting, like, a CW-esque teen show. Yeah. Not, like, full-on ass. No, (laughs) yeah. But uh, the funny thing is, is it feels, it does feel like a CW show in terms of the level of drama and the sort of like visual, like visually and in terms of plot, it has the vibe of a CW show to me, but a little more mature. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I agree. Yeah. 
Like I said, I just was, I was startled. Yeah. And I was also, were you super confused when the show opened? Because I was very confused. Uh, at first I was like, what's going on? And then I figured out, oh, okay, they're, they're giving us like before. what happened before. Because yeah. I think that's the thing is the book begins and they changed a lot of that, right? Like mm-hmm. the book begins where Rose and Lissa had been on the run for two years yeah. and have just been brought back from the, the human world or like years after this car accident had happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas the show, we see the car accident and they're like, they go out of bounds for like a day, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. they're not in the human world. Like that's, that was interesting. It was like, I just, it threw me because I was like, wait, she doesn't have family. Like, I literally went, she doesn't have family? Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> I'm dead. Yeah. And then they died. I was like, oh, oh you're, yeah. you're not thinking about the fact that they've shown you before. And I was like, I just it hadn't clicked in my head. So yeah. I was very confused. Um, I thought it was interesting, too. Like, you know, the book, how we open, they're on the run and all that. And, like, we don't really get hints of her being shadow kissed mm-hmm. in the book early on, necessarily. Um, Rose, that is. And I feel like in the show, we kind of start seeing, like, weird things, like, pretty quickly about Lissa's abilities. Yeah. And I liked how fast that happened. And, like, we kind of quickly, like, tied it into her being, to Rosa being shadow kissed. Yeah. One thing that I was thinking is interesting about the show, though, is that while in the books, um, what, what is, like, compulsion is a thing that's known mm-hmm. that people can do. Mm-hmm. You're just not supposed to, but people yeah. can sense it if you do it. Whereas yeah. in the show, that's not the case. They're making yeah. compulsion part of this using spirit ability, and it's not a thing people do. It's like a taboo, not just a taboo, but a thing that is hushed up that it even exists. Yeah. This is, yeah, I found that interesting too. It was kind of like, I don't know. I'm very, I'm still very thrown at how much they pulled in from other books. It seems I was yeah. like, "Dang, we should have read five books." I know. It, well, it kind like- of, ma- it kind of makes me want to read the rest of the series, even though I didn't really enjoy the first book that much. Just, but just for context, I kind I of want to know more of what happened. Okay, I'm glad I'm not the only one that had the urge. And then I saw the waitlist on the library, and I said, "No, thank you. I'm not paying <laughs> for these." <laughs> oh man probably because the show just came out so oh i'm sure it's fine i just was like "Mm, no we're not paying for that yeah i like the audiobooks i think would be the way to go for it so i did listen and i will say i do think it was an easier listen than if i would have read it with my eyes like i don't think i i think i would have shown up and been like so i didn't finish the book yeah (laughs) like really and i'm like yeah yeah no i listened to the audiobook too and i think that was probably a good choice i just I the age gap thing is so disturbing to me I also really like and again I don't know if this is in the books later but I like that they're setting up a love triangle for Rose with um the other guy who's what is his name I can't think of it now Mason yeah well apparently in one of the books not long after he dies because so okay so I use this app called tv time where you can like track what shows you've watched and so I was doing that and I read the comments <laughs> because I was like, what are people saying? Like, I'm just yeah. curious, you know, a lot of racism, of course. But then some people were just like, you know, we just sped through books one through three. <laughs> and then somebody on the mate on episode four. Yeah. Is that when she turns them in? Like, cause they're off prop. They went off campus and like the uh, boy shows up. I, I think that's right. I think that was four. I think that, that was, was three four. or four. Yeah. Um, 
that they were like, wow, uh, I was very concerned because I know what happens to Mason in the books. And I was like, what? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. I I gotta say, like the casting though, agree. There's there's this, I, I feel like a lot of racism with this, but I love that. I like that we're also getting queer representation. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited for that. We've got like a brewing sapphic romance. We've got like two black men in a long term mm-hmm. relationship. I'm like, this is great. This is yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Which Although was not the in Victor, the book. Like is terrible in book one, and yeah. in this in the show so far, he's not been as terrible. No, he's, he's, well, he's pretty great, um, but I, I feel like they're doing things differently. Which I don't mind. Yeah, Like, I don't at either. all. I just think it's interesting, because, like, mm-hmm. I just felt like I was, like, where's all of these things from book one? Oh, yeah. You know, the dead animals, Victor trying to use her to live. Yep. Like, yeah. we're not there yet. I mean, we kind of got some hints at it, I feel like, that Victor is ill. Yes, he definitely he has some kind of a a family illness thing, but his daughter, we know healed him that one time, even though she's not supposed to. So that I think is an interesting dynamic, the way that they're setting it up. There's a lot more political intrigue going on in this. And one change that I really liked that they made is that Christian is a forbidden love interest for political reasons, and it's not Rose getting in between them. Agreed. I did like I th- that. I thought that was a good choice. I also thought it was interesting that like the entire like royalty and all that basically are at the school, mm-hmm. which is not the case in the book at all. No, but I thought yeah. that was interesting to have everyone kind of stationed there in a weird way. Yeah. It well, and then the other piece of it, which I don't know again because I didn't, I haven't read all the books, but the way they're doing the communes. Do you know, is that a thing in the book? Because that's really interesting that damn fear women are, if they're not guardians, forced to. Yeah, I have no idea. I have no idea. I didn't see anything about that in the. Like, like, I I don't don't think it is from from what I know. I think it would have. Yeah. So I don't think that that's. Well, I'm. There are women in the book who are damn fear women who are called like blood whores where they will let men sort of drink their blood and have sex with them and that's like really taboo and like looked down upon but i don't think it's a thing where they're forced to do it it seems more like a survival thing more than whereas this feels more like the handmaid's tale type yeah it felt it feels it's weird it doesn't feel as much like survival oh did you okay so they have the feeding room right yeah I love the old lady in the feed. Yes, room. I do too. She's I great. I was like, this is so funny. Like, it was so fun. Like, I was like, this is so true though. Like, I want the story about the people who are in the feeding rooms and hear all the, the, the shit. Like, they know yeah. everything that's going down. Oh, yeah. Um, whether they want to or not. And like, I want that book. Like, give me the gossip <laughs> of the feeding room people who hear and learn about everyone's business. Because I yeah. just thought it was so sweet when she was, like, talking to Christian about it. Oh, and yeah. I was just like, this is very sweet. I like this. I liked it, too. It was really nice. I I feel like I probably vaguely know some spoilers for the Vampire Academy series because the spinoff series I read is set in the future, like, okay. later, later yeah. on. But it's been a while since I read them, so I don't remember mm-hmm. everything that happens. Um 
but I'm liking the world. I think episode one does a lot of work to set up the world Agreed. and the characters, and they did such a good job using visual cues to to give us a lot of information. Mm-hmm. They did. I agree. Um, and it, I mean, it's beautiful. Like it is it's beautiful. beautifully shot and like done. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't. So the lady that did this did like the Shadowhunter stuff, I think. Oh, too. Okay. And some of the other YA things. So people like don't like her. But I feel like this one so far, at least, they've done like a good enough job that I'm I'm happy. I mean, again, we haven't read all the books, so yeah. Maybe there's something about it that we would hate if we had. <laughs> so like, far I'm liking it and the places where it's diverging, I think they're yeah. making better choices with the with the the script. There are a couple things that are a little um I don't know. Some of the costuming choices later on are a little okay. weird. I was also having issues with some of the costuming choices. I'm glad I'm not alone on this. Like, I, I really liked them in the first episode. And then, like, the further we've gotten in, the more I'm like, this is... Well, like, why are we wearing a bustle? Well, why like, are we wearing really why are we rough. wearing ruffs and top hats? Like that we're too. mixing time periods a lot. And in then why way. are the the damn fear women in the communes dressed like from the 1940s? <laughs> like they look like World War II. I'm like, it what is weird. happening? This is so strange. Well, and I like when the first episode, I was like, why are they in like a bustle? Like her butt was moving weird, and I was like, oh my god, that's a bustle. <laughs> what is going on? And I was like, you know, I, I get it. Like, I also understand, like, um, the idea that vampires would, like, wear different fashions because, yeah. like, they came from different time periods. But, like... But these ones didn't. Most of them did live, I mean, they do modern. live longer than humans. Like, the queen is, like, 200. But they're... Most of them, they're not immortal. Like, we're showing the youth. Why are the youth... <laughs> yeah. In, like, in, like, historical dresses. Well, but then the Damphiers wear, like, well, but it's weird because, like, the Damphiers wear, like, you know, more modern looking Mm -hmm. exercise attire mostly. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's a Well, I was confused too, because at one point Dimitri's in, like, loose sweatpants running, and I was like, why would you train in pants that loose? (laughs) Like, it just seemed like a hazard. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it threw me. Yeah. And then they're, like, in the bomber jackets, and I'm like, okay, so this is, like, you know, 80s and up, like more modern. Yeah. Looking. And then we got to like neck ruffles. And I'm like, it's we weird. Doing? Well, it's like the royals wear like these old fashions. Well, and we also mm-hmm. have what's his name, that creepy Jesse, where mm-hmm. I mean, he's wearing like top hats and like full mm-hmm. like Victorian era men's yeah. suiting. I'm like, what is going on at this, at this show? Like, it's so, yeah. So the costuming decisions are interesting versus yeah. Rose's mom is wearing like sweats and a crop top. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? I don't just, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what they were thinking with all of it. Like I said, I was just like, why are his pants like <laughs> that? Yeah. To train it. I, I mean, I know he's just like running or something, but I was just like, I feel like you would want like slightly more fitted, yeah, at the ankle stuff if you were gonna fight, yeah. Slash, we're a, a Dampier guardian person. I do feel like we're also getting more about the Strigoi already in within mm-hmm. four episodes than we got in book one at all. Yeah, which is interesting. I wasn't expecting some of the really disturbing, like horrorish moments of like yeah, people's jaws and stuff. I was like, whoa, okay. Yeah, I it, those threw me as well. I was, yeah. I was startled. I was like, oh, I did not. And now, now I'm good because I know it's going to happen. But I was like, wait, what? Again, same thing with the butt. I was like, wait, <laughs> what? Because I thought it was, like I said, like a teen CW show. Like, we mm-hmm. wouldn't really see that stuff. And I was like, no, we're going actually, like, 
I feel like we're aging it up for like the oh, yeah. now adults that read these. I mean, honestly, that's what it feels like to me. It mm-hmm. feels more mature. Uh, and I think they're trying to nod at the fact that that the um, some of the trainees are older because they're about they're a few months from graduation mm-hmm. and they're calling the 16 year olds toddlers and how mm-hmm. like controversial it is. This Because isn't she, she's like 16 in the book. Yeah, <laughs> in the book. So yeah. I like that they're not it. They're like cueing trying to like cue the audience into like yes we know she would be a child if she was 16 mm-hmm. she's you know a little bit older and they're out like drinking and stuff and i don't know oh one thing that i thought was an interesting contrast in the i think episode four is I, it was it was three or four where they're they're mourning the people that died was like the damn fears dancing that feels mm-hmm. very sort of like of the people versus the very formal dancing mm-hmm. <laughs> to more of the royals i just thought the like the the contrast yeah was interesting it was well it's that you know they have to live on their uh their pedestals right and be right. different than the common people yeah this is a lot of it, it feels like it's trying to do a lot with like class warfare and mm-hmm. like Agreed. kind of oppression of women and mm-hmm. Which I think maybe it's trying to do a little too much. Like I, I do. It does feel like they're trying to draw on the Handmaid's Tale vibes a bit, and mm-hmm. I, don't I don't know. It it does feel like a lot. Like they're doing a lot. They're doing a <laughs> like, lot. Like as I was watching the first, I was like, so much is happening, and I was like, I'm yeah. gonna forget something because yeah. there's just so much happening, and there's almost, in my opinion, too many relationships to follow because there's the other girl who has the magic thing, the same thing, right? Can heal mm-hmm. things, um, and the guy she's interested in that's the damn fair he's a damn fair is he a damn fair okay i was mm-hmm. like i couldn't remember if he was or not yeah and like that whole thing's interesting and in the book that's the character who's gone who vanishes because right. she turns into a strigoi and so does right. he right or no he goes to chase her down yeah he left her, yeah and he's gonna kill her so she doesn't have to live that way right and I was like, this is interesting. Like, it's interesting. They- They're definitely doing it differently. But then when her eyes went dark, when she mm-hmm. like revived the, I don't know. It's interesting. Like the choices they're making. I'm here for like the, we, we have the potential sort of brewing sapphic relationship mm-hmm. with uh, a royal and a damn fear. So that's interesting. There's a lot of relationships going on. And I think they're trying to make like Jesse is such a creep, but also you feel a little bit bad for him because his dad is awful and abusive, but he's yeah. still a creep. <laughs> yeah no you do it's just it's yeah it's they're i mean they're they try to make pretty much everyone in some way like you're interested in them so which that way I, when they I, kill everyone which, which i sad, kind right? of like yeah, the I other like thing that. i noticed i don't know if you know picked up on this or not but i thought it was really interesting um what is her name oh tatiana Mm-hmm. The black woman who wants to be queen, who's like maneuvering for the yes. throne. So what's interesting is, did you notice she's the woman that um, in episode one, uh, I can't, now my brain doesn't want to like think of names. <laughs> Not Rose, but Lissa. Lissa. So Lissa's brother in episode mm-hmm. one met her and had sex with her at that party. Oh, yeah, that's right. the same one. I that's didn't realize same, that, that was, was her. One. Yeah, that was her, Tati. And she was like, and he's like, "What's your name, Tati?" And she was like, "I'm Tatiana." They had just met, and what's weird is that later on she tells Lisa, "Oh, I like knew your. I was. I I knew your brother." I'm like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, you met him the night he died and had sex with him in a coat closet." Interesting. I didn't connect that that was her mm-hmm. at all. 
I guess because so, uh, they were like very done up for the ball. So yeah. But it's interesting. So it makes me wonder like what exactly she's plotting and whether she was mm-hmm. involved in like it as an assassination attempt and like and then she met with um with Victor right before mm-hmm. he, you know, died and had to be revived. Yeah. So she it's an interesting ploy. Like I said, I, I am like I'm half tempted to read more because I just almost want to know where we're pulling from. Yeah. Like how many books like did we pull? Like, did we literally take all six books and like lay out the plot? That's what I'm wondering. And like throw it into a season mm-hmm. or two seasons. I don't know how many seasons it's getting. So like Well, I think they're probably trying to do a lot because they're not sure if they're gonna get renewed. That's mm-hmm what I'm guessing because the nice thing is is that if it does take off they don't have to just go with this series there is a spin-off series yeah there's the bloodline series and there's yeah the blood yeah which is really I thought really good um so I think they're setting up a world where they could do some really interesting things depending on how the show goes I am liking it like some of some of it is a little odd like some of the costuming choices but overall I'm having it's it's pretty good Mm -hmm. like it It was was a fun watch Um, I do think it's also interesting because this was a book written, um, what is the word when they write to a a request in publishing? Oh, really? It was was like, uh, not IP, but um, Uh I know what you're talking, I know what you're talking about. Oh oh my god, my brain now is Yeah, no, 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 I know what you're talking about, like where they have an idea and then it's written to that idea. Yeah. That is so interesting. I'm pretty sure that Vampire Academy was that. Huh. A packaged book. That's what it's called. It's called a packaged book. I'm pretty sure. I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure Vampire Academy was a packaged book. That is really interesting. Well, it also makes sense, though, because that, I mean, I'm not saying they don't happen now. They do. They do. But I but feel at the time, like that timeline, that time period was big, big on packaged books. Like, well, I think big books were this that. would make a lot of sense for a packaged book at the time, because, you know, what was big was vampires and boarding schools. I mean, it was mm-hmm. like the heyday still of Harry Potter and um, Twilight. And so I could definitely see why Mm -hmm. this would be something people would be like, okay, this is going to do well. And Rochelle Mead had been writing adult paranormal romance. I think this is the first time she wrote YA. Yeah. So I'm pretty positive this was a package deal thing. That is so interesting. Is that right to script or something? no it's it's like it's it's packet yeah no they call it packaged like a packaged book where i've heard different things so i mean yeah but um that that's very interesting 99 sure like don't don't take me (laughs) okay okay i'm 99 sure that i'd heard that this book series was like one of those deals fair enough yeah um other things to talk about with this i'm trying to think because it's Oh, the um the specialization ceremony being televised was interesting because that was oh, also yeah, that was funny. not a thing. Um and that Christian was helping her fake being mm-hmm. fire when she's not. I don't know. I, th- I, I just thought it was really sweet. I just, I, there is. I do think we're getting um I'm curious at how much more we're getting about Christian and his parents being becoming Strigoi also. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. So, I, like, I found that interesting as well. Well, and all of these assumptions about sort of, you know, Stroy are no longer human. They can't think. They can't reason. Mm-hmm. But then maybe that's not the case. So what really is 
going on. And I also think it's interesting that they sort of set themselves up as morally superior to the Strigoi when the royals are doing all of these terrible things themselves, which I think is part of the point. Yeah, I don't disagree. They, I mean, they want to be seen as better and more human-ish, I guess we would call it, than mm -hmm. the Strigoi. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say, too, I like, I, I find Rose a lot more likable in the show, personally, than in the book. I found her really irritating in the book. I mean, she still gets herself into trouble and is still headstrong and I think makes sense, but... I don't I don't know. I just I like her better. And the stuff with her mom is so interesting to me. It is. Because clearly it's coming out of having been hurt, but she's like, I don't want to hear it. I have no compassion. But I think that's gonna change. I feel like at some point she's probably gonna realize why her I, mom made the choices she did. Rose in the show also benefits from like you're not getting the like cringy in her head stuff. Yes. Where it's like I'm, you know, not like other girls. <laughs> I'm curvy and not thin like everyone else in this or that. And you're just like, mm, mm, do we need this? We don't need this. No. Yeah. Like the weird almost body checking happening and the like, yeah. just weird. It's yeah. just weird. The yeah. Book. And in the show, I feel like she's just headstrong. I Which, am. It's interesting though, right? Because on the one hand, for a book for the time that this book came out into like we were in early aughts where everything was about people being skinny 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 mm -hmm. which i unfortunately i think we're maybe heading back into something like that and so yeah. i could see the appeal or even benefit of having a character who is more curvy mm -hmm. as being really different but being that being important probably mm -hmm. representation when you weren't getting it at the time i mean for now it's like why is this what we're doing but yeah. I think for when it came out that was probably pushing back against yeah you know, and i don't disagree it just it was just interesting to read to go back and read something from yeah. that time period where it was very much like that was like fine it was more the like she was very much just like i'm not like everyone else and i was just like yes you are you're 16 <laughs> yeah. like you're a mess it's fine I do want more on her mom and the choices mm -hmm. that they make between, like, giving the kids up. But, like, also it sounds like the kids either way end up at the academy and you're just, like, you're not really raising your own kids. Well, eventually – well, no, because she grew up with Lissa's family until she was old enough for the academy. So I think That's the difference true. is for the communes, they raise their kids until they're old enough to go to the academy. But how is that a good choice either mm -hmm. given? And I don't think the book set it up in the same way. Um, like I want, I want to say, I don't think the communes are set up quite the same. Yeah, I don't either. Book. Um, okay. it's pretty horrifying, honestly, in the in the show, and all of the, you know, wanting um, Lissa to get married to one of these people with her bloodline. Like, there's so I much. Know. There's so much. It's four episodes, and I'm like, there's so many. I I, I mean, I feel her. like there's just, there's so much that it's like almost, we, I mean, we can't cover it all because there's too much. No. Like they literally were like, we're going to throw spaghetti at the wall and it's all going to stick. <laughs> and uh, we'll see if we can close it all up by the end of the season. Oh man. I am curious to see where it's going to go though. And I am enjoying it and I am liking it a lot better than the book because Agreed. I think they're doing a good job of getting rid of the, the things problems. I was most uncomfortable with Agreed. from the books. 
no, they definitely have erased all the, the big problems from the book. So I'm good with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm excited. I mean, I'm, I'm excited, I guess, really kind of to, yeah. to see where else it goes. No, same. I'm looking forward to it. Maybe once all the episodes are out, we could do a little like update somewhere. That would be good. I'd be down. Yeah. Um, and if we decide to read any more of the books, I guess we could. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it could be interesting. Other, anything else? I feel like we have, we're, I think we're that's lost. it. Yeah. Like, I, I'm really, it's just kind of like stunned that I liked the show after mm-hmm. how much I didn't like the book. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I think I would probably have more to unpack if I had read more of the books. I wasn't expecting it to go much beyond book one, but clearly either. we probably should have read more of them because it's. Well, and then had we done that, this wouldn't have been the case. Right? I would have been like, we covered book one in four episodes. Okay. I mean, I was concerned. I was like, how are we going to stretch book one over a season? Well, because nothing happens in book one. Exactly. <laughs> that's that's I was like, probably why they did terrible. it. Yeah. No, I, I think they're making it much more interesting. They're aging it up. They're reaching a different audience. And i doing a lot more political stuff, which I appreciate. Um. Oh, I also kind of like the fact that we're not getting the whole plot line of Rose being addicted to having her blood consumed. Oh, yeah. By Lisa. Just, mm-hmm. Like, that was a little weird. So I kind of like that we just did away with that as a plot thread. Yeah, agreed. I was happy to see that gone. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, well. I don't... I'm- otherwise it was a fun time yeah i'm i'm gonna watch the next episode when it drops so Same. yeah hey i mean i got a year of peacock for this for like 20 bucks so nice. i'm happy it's pretty good pretty good deal so yeah i guess we will make it a shorter than usual episode for this since i don't know that there's much else specifically to talk about with it but yeah. I, i'm enjoying it I'm enjoying I, it too. Like I, said, I, I don't know that I recommend the books. I mean, we'll see if we decide to go back. And yeah. More. Yeah. And if we do, maybe they get better. Maybe. Um, but I don't know. I can't, you know, I can't guarantee it. Maybe just I, watch it, the show. It's a big sticking point for me, the relationship with Dimitri, because she's underage. Like, I just can't get past it in the books. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. I think that's my biggest problem. I'm like, it's gross. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this is, is not hot. This is, this is gross. Agreed. Yeah. So. Yep. Um, So we're going to move into On My Radar, where we'll share recent or upcoming book releases and sci-fi fantasy and romance we're excited about. Um, The books I have for today's episode are being released between October 4th and October 17th, 2022. But Izzy, if you have anything in October, you are welcome to share it or anything, you know, recent. Okay. Uh, (laughs) That works. This fall, I don't know what's going on in romance, but I feel like I'm in a drought for the fall, so... I have like three books on my list. It happens. It's fine. I think I I don't have a lot actually for this either. I only have three and one of them is romance. So there's not a lot in this period coming out. But if y'all enjoy the podcast, we would appreciate if you take a moment to rate and review us. We can reach more listeners. And if you want to get early access to episodes and exclusive bonus content that we do with every episode, which is always fun, consider supporting us on Patreon. And if you are not already subscribed to us over on YouTube, please do because we are trying to reach a thousand subscribers so we can get monetized and we are mm-hmm. not too far off. So um, that would be wonderful. And uh, thank you so much to all of our supporting patrons. You're making what we do possible. Okay. So I have one from October 4th 
okay. and two on October 11th. Okay, mine's October 18th. Oh, okay. Good. We don't have the <laughs> oh, same. I'm romance, one day out of the range. That's fine. So. I'm glad we don't have the same romance. Oh wait, actually, I have a second romance. I need to. You're good. I'm gonna. Okay, pull okay, okay. You, while you All talk right. about your first one. Okay. So my first one is Man-Made Monsters by Andrea L. Rogers. This is a YA anthology of horror stories by an indigenous, I think, Cherokee author, and I, it, I think it just looks interesting. I haven't read it yet, but I plan to read it. I have an advanced copy of it. So if you're looking for horror headed into spooky season and you want to try something from an indigenous author that's for a YA audience, Man-Made Monsters looks interesting. Very curious about that one. Yeah. Uh, okay. October 11th, mm -hmm. we have The Player Next Door. Two okay. can play this game. It's a smart, sexy, fake dating rom-com. Don't love the smart thing, but whatever. Uh, this is about a tabletop game designer named Claire and a oh. finance bro named Logan who live next door to each other. Well, that sounds fun. <laughs> it's like $2.99. Like, it just, it sounds cute. It's, you know. Yeah. A fun illustrated, like, it actually is a fun illustrated cover. Um, so I just was like, oh, this sounds like a fun pairing. <laughs> That sounds awesome. Uh, October 11th, we're also getting On the Hustle by Adriana Herrera. Mm -hmm. So that is her latest book in her Dallas series. And I know we've talked about it. Someone talked about it on an early episode that we did. I just always love her books, so I'm going to pick it up. But I want to say <laughs> this one has a guy who's like a former Olympic swimmer. <laughs> As the hero and i i don't remember the details but it's probably going to be good i can look them up um but i'm i'm looking forward to that one let's just find find the details dating in dallas series that's right and okay. uh i was like i'm pretty sure that's what it is yeah yeah Okay, I was right. So the hero is a former Olympic swimmer mm -hmm. and the heir to a real estate empire. And the heroine does bedroom makeovers for her friends. I remember being like the um her job was just like funny. Yeah. <laughs> like I was like, I love I love a weird job and a romance. It's the best. Yeah, it's like yeah. watching uh house hunters, you know, mm -hmm. in the weird jobs. And yeah. like, can you afford this? You yeah. sell umbrellas. No, I think it'll be it'll it should be good. What's your other one? Um, so I'm hesitantly excited. I do have an arc of this and I will be reading it ahead of time, most likely. Okay. Uh, for Partners in Crime by Alicia Rye. I say mm. hesitantly because lately I have not loved her books as much as I have in the past. Mm -hmm. But this one is um, about a 35-year-old accountant and a uh, English teacher, an English professor. Um, hmm. And they like start dating. I think to like cover up being single so their aunts stop interfering. Hold on. Oh, funny. That sounds fun. I I really love her on TikTok. She's so funny. Mm -hmm. Um she is very funny. And her her and her fiance together oh my are, gosh, ador are adorable. They're doing all their wedding yeah, stuff. I think right there's now. like some stuff that happens in like they have she ends up in Vegas and like there may be crimes happening. It sounds like cool. um it's been a very mixed bag for my friends who have already read it, which is why I'm hesitantly excited. Okay. I, I have a particular Alicia Rise that I love, um, which are her, like, older books, her Forbidden Hearts. Uh -huh. And I'm just, like, I don't know. I'm hopeful. Yeah. I've read a few this. things from her, and it's been hit and miss, so I don't yeah. know. 
Yeah. Because I really like her. And I yeah, like her writing like generally, too. but I don't always like the execution. That's fair. So we'll see what That's happens. Fair. Okay. What's your last one? My last one is The Spare Man by Mary Robinette Kowal. It's coming out October 11th. And this one is a sci-fi mystery set in a glittering high society. I think there's like a murder mystery. And I have liked other things I've read from Mary Robinette Kowal. So I'm curious to see what this one is going to be like. And the cover is fun. It has very like, I don't know, 30s, 40s vibes to it sort of. But in space. I like that idea. Okay. So, so we'll see. So that's 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 mine. I feel like there's not much coming out right in this period. Yeah, I agree. We're in a so. we're in a weird drought of new books. Yeah, I think there's more that'll be like the following couple of weeks, but mm-hmm. things also just kind of trickle off as we get closer to the holidays because publishing Agreed. sort of shuts down and then everything relaunches in January. So we'll see. Yep. We'll, we'll, we'll see, see what we get. Yeah. So that is it. I will be back in two weeks with Liana to discuss The Trouble with Peace by Joe Abercrombie as we're keeping going with our uh, first law read along. So that'll be fun. Tune in for that. And this has been Chapter 3 Podcast. We're your hosts, Bethany and Izzy. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Chapter 3 Podcast. And you can also find us on our individual YouTube channels. And uh, the next episode will be available in two weeks. This This episode's bonus content will be available to patrons in the next few days. Thanks for listening.